Human Vortex Training and Menachem Brody present the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast, where we talk strength training, physiology, psychology, tech, and much more to help you get fitter, faster, and stronger in and out of your sport, giving you expert insights, talking with other leading experts. And now, your host, world-leading strength coach for cyclists and triathletes, Menachem Brody. Hey everybody and welcome to the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete episode 126. For those of you who subscribe, I'm sure you realize that uh, we missed last Friday. That was not on purpose, actually. Uh, I was down, uh, laid out flat last week with the flu. (laughs) So it's been a really interesting uh, end to 2021. And today we're going to do a shorter episode, as I'm sure you can hear, my uh, my energy still isn't uh, fantastic. Uh, really want to make sure that uh, keeping things consistent as much as possible, and it just came down to last week, uh, it was not a time for consistency. Uh, I was not able to really put together uh, any type of good content at all for, for the podcast. So uh, here we are for January 6th. 2022 and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how we're going to tackle the new year here uh, at HV training so uh, relatively short hopefully a powerful uh, episode for you out there the listeners uh, hoping to help you have a stronger fitter and more savvy 2022 Before we get into uh, today's episode, as always, we have two quick announcements, actually three quick announcements. Uh, Number one is uh, I know that I had mentioned here a couple of weeks ago that we were close to being finished with a dumbbell and barbell 12-week program that was going to be released on Training Peaks. Uh, Obviously, I had uh, strep the beginning of December, and then I had the flu uh, a week and a half ago or a week ago, so uh, that has obviously been uh, delayed. That takes a lot of energy and and ability, and uh, neither of which happened for about uh, two weeks in December. So uh, that will be released here at some point in January. Uh, we'll send a, something out to the newsletter, as well as the Stronger After 50 course, which has come together exquisitely. I mean, I'm really proud of how this has come together. A lot of great resources uh, are in here. There is just a ton of information and the more I kind of poke around and look at what people are commenting, the more uh, needed this is. So uh, this is going to be a, a piece that is uh, going to be for CEUs, for coaches, as well as available for uh, those self-coached athletes, 50 plus or getting close to 50 and want to do more, uh, get more out of their time. Uh, and it's really amazing. So uh, we go through and, and that's other people's uh, saying, uh, having gone through the course, uh, that just kind of peruse the different modules. Uh, quite a few of them said it was really amazing. A lot of interesting things learned, things that they didn't realize were connected. Uh, so we talk about how you're no longer 30. We talked about uh, we talk about the considerations for lifestyle, uh, as well as uh, the foundations for building a, a program, both strength training and metabolically, as well as common pitfalls. So uh, managing recovery and driving adaptation, uh, how to train different programs variables and how to apply them, as well as uh, the magic pixie dust, which uh, will be revealed when we release the course. So if you haven't already 
signed up for the notification. It's a free uh, email list and you will get first dibs, early access, uh, and I'm also going to be doing a uh, free live 30-minute uh, webinar for those on the email list as a kickoff as well. So if you'd like to get that, head on over to the Human Vortex Training website and make sure you sign up for the email list. It is completely free. There's no obligation at all. Uh, it's just a way to get you uh, some extra little bit of learning, um, which should help you significantly. Uh, announcement number, I think that was number one. Uh, no, that was number two. Number three, announcement number three is um, we're going to be opening the Big Year Blueprint here uh, again in uh, late January. It was originally supposed to open next week, but uh, again, like I said, uh, we have these two projects, the Stronger After 50 and the Dumbbell and Barbell program, which need to be finished and out there. Uh, now is the time of year people are looking for it. Uh, so the Big Year Blueprint is a live weekly group call. The group is capped at 10, uh, and it uh, allows you to have a personalized strength training or strength training plus on-bike program in a live weekly uh, video call. It is recorded, so if you can't make it, um, you're able to, to watch it. We've had folks in there at the same time from Washington State, uh, Tenerife, Spain, uh, Northeast England, uh, actually, excuse me, Ireland, my apologies, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Montreal, uh, Canada. Uh, as well as a couple other folks uh, down in the Midwest. I can't exactly remember where. I, th I want to say uh, uh, Kansas or Kentucky. I apologize. I can't remember exactly where it was. Um, but we've had a number of folks from around the world in there at the same time, and it works extremely well. So if you're looking to have your best season yet, uh, based on the stuff we're going to talk about here today, uh, then that is going to be the group for you. Lots of us today. You can see I'm, I'm mentally fatigued uh, and still struggling uh, quite a bit here. Uh, after the strep and flu incidences. So let's get into today's main topic, and that is uh, 2022 and making it the best year yet. So what I'm going to share with you are a couple of things that I've learned over the last uh, decade or so about New Year's resolutions, um, actually a little bit longer than decade. Uh, a lot of this has come from or was the seeds were planted when I was working as an exercise physiologist uh, for UPMC Bariatrics at St. Maggie's in Pittsburgh back in 2010, 2011 because we see uh, a big uptick in interest. Uh, the bariatric surgery process is actually quite intense. Uh, there is a selection process. There is a lot of information that needs to be processed and to make sure that it is in fact the right person uh, for that operation. It's not as simple as uh, having the operation, the, the gastric bypass or having uh, the ring, although we, the surgeons weren't really fans of the ring. I think uh, there were one or two patients who had that. Uh, it is very much a lifestyle change and working as an exercise physician physiologist, uh, I was part of the process to clear people to go ahead and have the surgery. It had to be a, a group decision, um, as well as uh, the ability to keep people on track after. And it was really interesting to see how right around New Year's, uh, the month of December, the month of January, my schedule was packed full uh, into mid-February, and we had almost zero cancellations unless it was icy on the roads or snowy. And then all of a sudden, mid-February, March, April, May, uh, and then especially June, July, August, the cancellations would be pretty rife, uh, you know, 24 hours before where people would decide that weren't really uh, in the mood for it. And well, this is certainly a seasonality, cyclicality to it. Uh, it is a challenge that we have, especially in the fitness world of endurance sports. And uh, I've done a couple of uh, interviews 
um, the last couple of weeks in between my illnesses, and we have some really great episodes coming up uh, here in 2022, including uh, Verdon Gambetta, uh, Andrew Coates, uh, Michael Erickson. Um, we have another one scheduled with uh, Chris. I can't remember his last name from Strength for Endurance. So some really, really good episodes. Uh, Joe Lavelle from Wise Athletes Podcast. So we've got some really great content that are coming your way. Uh, as well as we're probably going to have Dr. Uh, Lisa Lewis back on, uh, one of my favorite guests, just because that is such a huge part of, of where we need to go uh, in our endurance sports. So what I'm getting at is what I've learned over the years, and I'm sure that if you're a coach as well, you've seen this too, that right around holidays and New Year's is when a lot of folks decide to sign up for these races. And um, uh, Michael Erickson of That Triathlon Show and I actually spoke about this, how a lot of people seem to be very focused on half Ironman and Ironman and don't really give the Olympic distance and sprint distances uh, as much credit as they should uh, for what they can help you accomplish. Um, and this is a, kind of a, a travesty, if you ask me, because as a triathlete, it's far easier to manage your work schedule, your life schedule, going through and training for an Olympic distance triathlon. You could do three, four, even five of those in a year uh, without lopping on massive amounts of training stress and then tie in and have a half iron or iron, uh, you know, four months or so after your last Olympic and come into that thing with amazing fitness, uh, being fresh, not being tired. And this is where as coaches and self-coach athletes, we can really help those in our sport get a lot more out of it uh, by sharing the information and, and, and sharing that respect and how difficult it is uh, to do these shorter races uh, and to train them really allows you to go longer. And this is something that I've been utilizing here in the Train Smarter Not Harder at, at HV Training since 2007. Uh, and that is adding intensity into base. I've been doing that since day one. We're finally starting to see that catch up. Uh, I just saw a piece by Chris Carmichael, I think, last year, 2020, uh, was when we finally see these big coaches or big names, uh, you know, kind of recognizing that, hey, you've got to have intensity in your base period. It can't be all base. And this is really where our sport is beginning to finally progress. And I think it it is finally. Some of you may say, oh, well, it's just, it's taken time or the research has to be there. No, no, it's just a matter of a lot of people are very stuck on how things uh, have traditionally been. And tradition can get us one or two places where we have recognition for what was done before and an admiration uh, for what people were able to accomplish. But there's also the need to make sure that we are giving due respect where, where it's well due. And that is the shorter distances. A number of the non-racers that I work with are actually in far better uh, overall health and well-being than some of the racers that I work with on the cycling side. Uh, I've got a, a master's athlete out in uh, Boulder, Colorado or Colorado Springs. Uh, he decided to step away from the bike for the, the winter uh, and enjoy photography and hiking, like real hiking, uh, and to start using the rower instead of the bike a little bit. And his strength training within three or four weeks has taken off. His position for his front squats have gotten better. Uh, we're now seeing a true limiter uh, being a little bit of strength and a little bit of the weight that he's holding and the, the wrist's ability, so working uh, on some challenges there. Uh, we're going to use some straps to help him keep going, but it's amazing you, when you actually start looking at health for health's sake and what is going to make me happier. What do I actually enjoy doing with my health and fitness and where do I want to be in five to ten years? We really see huge increases in your abilities and, and how you're approaching your training. 
And uh, that's what he's done. You know, it was it was a pretty easy conversation. We had two of them. Uh, he had mentioned that he really wanted to, you know, probably probably take a step away from cycling because it was causing more stress in his life to have to be at work and then to get out and then to ride the bike. And what if it snows? And then we have to do this and we have to do that. And we had the conversation and said, okay, well, let's try and build it around hiking. And uh, I've done a number, uh, a lot of rucking uh, with my triathletes, especially my long distance triathletes uh, over the last decade with phenomenal results. So he tried it for this master's athlete. And after a month, he said, you know what? It's just stressed me out. I, I don't want to have to worry about what type of bag I'm taking, what equipment I'm taking. I just want to go and build fitness by going out and hiking and f uh, do practicing photography. And you know, there's absolutely no argument. I was very supportive of that. Uh, he was very, I, I don't think he was surprised at that point in our coaching career uh, or co coaching relationship, but I think he was relieved. Um, and he's having a fantastic off season, uh, so to speak. Uh, when I say off season, he's doing these really long hikes, really cold hikes, and he's getting strong. And uh, it's going to really help him to ride the bike better. Uh, his postures and positions have improved significantly since he's not on the bike as much. And that's one of the things that I, I really want to start off with here is that as we get into 2022, we tend to define fitness as bike or triathlon related. And I, I think that's a big mistake. And that's one of the reasons why I really got into strength training was to help folks uh, shy away from these negative adaptations from being in that riding position for so long, uh, for so many hours, as well as to use the fitness in other ways. You know, Zwift is certainly great. Uh, I remember using the CompuTrainer. That really helped me get some more mileage in the winter. Uh, I now really enjoy riding in the winter, uh, except for when the roads are icy or, or danger of, of freezing over. Of course, here where I am nowadays, that's, that's not as much of a challenge. But back in Pittsburgh, I loved going out in 38, 39 degrees when it was a bright, sunny, and crisp day. I would layer up. I had my, uh, my favorite Castelli and or Giordana um, knickers. I had my shoe covers. Um, the only thing that I didn't ever buy that I wish I would have that would have definitely gotten me to ride more during the winter were winter shoes that were, you know, sealed. Uh, that would have, I, uh, I can tell you right now that I would have been out on the road probably another three or 400 miles. Um, and that's, that's considerable amount. You know, I had been training probably I want to say around six to 7,000 miles a year. So not super high mileage, but I was, you know, I was eating what I was cooking. Uh, so how I was coaching people, uh, my focus was always on my athletes, not on my own results. Uh, but I enjoyed going out with my athletes and riding with them and keeping up with them. And, you know, for them going, wow, you're actually in really good shape. <laughs> why, why can't you do this in a race? And for me, you know, racing is always just a chance to go out and pin a number on and just have some fun, you know, have a, some support out on a, a new terrain and see where my training would actually take me. And uh, I think in 2022, more so than ever, with uh, how races were canceled this past year, how training has gone, that we need more of that. Looking at your events, not as a test of your fitness and deciding if your training was effective or not but to utilize the fitness and see how did the training help me? What areas may I've missed? What areas did I do really well? And then adjust things as opposed to, I need to have these watts per kilogram at this day, at this time to be able to go out and crush it. That's really not the point. Um, you know, maybe it is for some of you and that's fine. Uh, but as we go and we look at lifelong abilities and, and building for a truly healthy lifestyle, the events are a chance for you to push and not worry about the numbers and just go hard and then reflect and see. 
And I must say that in my own coaching practice, uh, I do do formalized testing. Uh, the reason is, is a lot of it comes down to my training and, and my thought processes as an exercise physiologist. But I tend to do less testing than I had done before. And I, I was not a huge tester. Uh, I was never extremely big. Uh, I did do a number of athletes had the 20-minute SSI or FTP test. And after about seven of them uh, did this inside in my training studio with mirrors and loud music and everything over at Big Bang Bicycles, uh, which is now Steady State Cycles, and they've, they've moved location uh, over in Pittsburgh. But after having about six or seven athletes in there that were um, Cat 3, Cat 2, so it was the appropriate test for them, I just came to the realization that you know testing for test sake is great, but when you compare that to the numbers you're actually able to produce out in training, uh, for many, we see a test day differentiation. Usually with those guys and gals, it was for the better. They would produce higher numbers in the studio, uh, which was harder. So really we add you know 5% or so to the, the power numbers because they're on the, uh, the trainer. Um, that's for me. Uh, that's not for everybody, and that wasn't for every athlete. But for the most part, I added about 5% to their training numbers. And most of them hit it, and others didn't because they just didn't have that extra gear. They, they weren't testing anymore. They were just going out and riding. And that's where I've gone to you know, looking through the power files uh, and finding these average numbers as we go through. And just looking for a trend instead of a specific number. And that's uh, the third thing I'd like to kind of impress upon you for 2022. Of uh, Your watts per kilogram is nice. It's good to see those numbers go up. Uh, it always is. It's nice to see the body get leaner and for you to be able to do more. Uh, but at the same time, looking to see just an increase in the numbers isn't what you're, you're actually really after. It's improvement in biomechanics. It's improvement in your ability to breathe and keep your heart rate down or recover your heart rate back to an endurance rate quickly after an effort and be able to do that a few times and learning how to control the internal environment. It's amazing how many athletes I've had the last two years uh, once the races were taken away where when we shifted the focus of the training to that, we're talking pegged endurance rides where you're riding at a very small range of about 10 watts, which I know isn't near impossible for, for terrain like Pittsburgh, uh, but you look at the smoother average, so you, you change the sampling on your power meter um, to five seconds instead of three or three seconds instead of you know 1.5 or whatever you're doing. You make it a little bit of a longer sampling and you aim to keep the power nice and smooth and your breathing nice and smooth uh, and deep and controlled. The number of athletes who saw far better results once we actually returned uh, to what true training is, as opposed to training by the numbers, uh, were really astounded as to the results they got. And that was because instead of training for training's sake, we were training for improvement of enjoyment and not feeling toasted after their, their training. And this really is directly connected to the psychology of I don't have an event coming up. I just want to see how far I can go or how few calories I can burn on this specific route. And it really makes a huge difference. Uh, and that's really you know, influenced me and my coaching philosophy here for 2021 and on is I have a, a lot more pegged endurance rides. I have a lot more what I call cardiac output rides uh, where we have very strict limitations um, in place that really tune you into how your body's working and has a fantastic positive impact on the mind-body connection. 
especially for those athletes who get frustrated the first few times. So what do you mean I only have a half hour? Well, follow the parameters. And then after 20 minutes, they give up on the ride because it's too hard <laughs> and they really struggle. And uh, it really calls out, you know, it's not just a metabolic equation. It is all about how the body as a whole interacts. Uh, so that's the third thing uh, to kind of look forward in 2022. Now, the last thing for today that I wanted to share with you that we'll be doing here is uh, focusing on less. And part of this comes from, as I'm sure you can hear already, we're only about 20 minutes into this podcast. Usually it's a half hour. Uh, I have far less energy uh, reserves than I did uh, even immediately after Corona. Um, so I have long COVID. If you don't know that, if you haven't subscribed already and given us a review, now's a good time. You can go back and hear about my uh, adventures with Corona. Uh, I, I was tested positive the 20th of September. Uh, it was my pre-flight test for flying to Louvern. I was supposed to present on the 22nd and uh, that did not happen, obviously. And um, yeah, my energy reserves are much less. So I had Corona. Uh, then, like I mentioned the, a while ago, the baby was sick uh, consistently. Then I got strep here at the end of December and then I got the flu a week ago to bring in 2022. And my energy is much less, so I'm focusing on less. Um, you'll notice the Instagram has changed significantly. There's a, a team now working on it, so we're working on some uh, systems here to try and get uh, some more content on Instagram. Uh, that's a little bit more friendly to the platform because I tended to treat that as something like, oh, this is interesting, and it's not quite long enough for YouTube, and it's not quite right for Facebook, so I'll put it on Instagram. Uh, so I'm looking to do less. Uh, I have a couple folks working on Instagram. Uh, I hired editors for the YouTube videos, so you're going to notice a, a significant improvement in the editing quality for those. You know, I, I can do certain stuff, but uh, I just don't have the energy. I enjoy that process, um, but uh, it's time for someone else to do that. Uh, you'll notice also that the newsletters uh, are probably going to go out once a month. And the reason I say probably uh, is because uh, I'm not quite sure if that is going to be the case. And then the last thing I'm going to be doing um, less of is uh, I'm you're going to see here in the next week or two, the change over on the HV training website is I am essentially going to be turning off uh, any individual clients. Uh, I'm going to keep those that I have, but uh, that is going to go away and we're going to move to the Big Year Blueprint program as being our exclusive coaching. Uh, and that's for two reasons. Uh, and, and of course, there might be exceptions out there for uh, folks that, that need one-on-one, -on -one, uh, but it's going to be a rare occurrence. And the reason I'm, I'm doing this is the power of the bigger blueprint is absolutely astounding. It really is astounding. There's a number of individuals who have come in uh, and seen fantastic results, and it's because of the calls. If, even those who haven't been able to attend every week live, uh, they get so much more out of the coaching interaction by seeing me coach others and hearing how things are different um, that, to me, it's just a no-brainer. That's where the energy needs to go. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing. And uh, in 2022, I'm going to be doing much less reading. I'm going back through uh, the five most influential books that I've read, uh, including the Wooden on Leadership, uh, Super Training. Um, there's another one, uh, which I can't remember off the top of my head here. Uh, and then there's two others that I'll decide halfway through the year, although one of them will probably be uh, Dr. McGill's uh, Ultimate uh, Back Fitness and Performance. Um, and really, I'm only doing one certification this year, and that is the Ironman Coaching uh, Certification. And, and a lot of that comes from uh, my curiosity to see what else is out there, uh, my ability to see what others are doing and, and, and 
add that to my strength training for cyclist certification course, which is going to open here uh, the beginning of February, uh, end of January. So a couple weeks. So if you haven't signed up for the insiders list, make sure you do that. You'll get $200 off uh, bonus content before it's released, as well as uh, early access. Um, and I'm guess just going to be going back and rereading books. That's right, rereading. I have about seven books on my bookshelf that are falling apart. They're probably going to have to be rebound uh, because they are so deep in information that has drastically influenced and helped me coach better. And many of them are out of print. The last time they were printed was in the 1970s. And uh, that's one of the biggest things we want to try and make sure we're doing here in 2022. So with that, I'm going to leave you guys. Uh, Less is more here in 2022. I wish you all a happy, healthy year. If you haven't subscribed already and given us a review, please do so. And until next time, remember, train smarter, not harder, because it is all about you. That's it for this episode of the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast with world-leading strength coach for cyclists and triathletes, Menachem Brody. Don't miss an episode. Hit that subscribe button and give us a review. For more exclusive content, visit humanvortextraining.com or get the latest expert videos from Coach Brody on the HVT YouTube channel at HB Training. Until next time, remember to train smarter, not harder, because it is all about you.